and we are moving into quite literally the age of Aquarius, which will be upon us at the end of this year. So this year is going to be really have a lot of transformation, a lot of significant changes in terms of politics, policies, the way people think, the way we want to engage in our lives, and we're going to be led by women now for the next seven years, six or seven years, when we've been led by men for the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity of transformation being combined with um, divine feminine energy is going to be very powerful. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Today's guest is Danielle Martin of Danny Way Yoga and Wellness. She's a yoga instructor, a TEDx speaker, a wellness curator, and coach. Her offerings have an emphasis on body movement and rest as a way to liberation and wholehearted existence. She has a background in weight training, dance, and yoga. As a wellness coach with a certification in yoga and trained as a massage therapist, Danielle invites her clients to find a deeper connection to themselves through breathwork, body movement, and exploring their stories. She has recently incorporated her tarot readings to create a wellness program that supports you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Originally from New York City, Danielle will be hitting the road this year, vlogging on all things wellness in the Black community. She looks forward to sharing her loves of nature, yoga, and travel with her growing network. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to do this interview with you and like... I don't even, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right now because there's so much that I want to share and uh, there's so much that I think uh, we all need to hear. So I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. So thank you for... Thank um, you. Uh, and your voice is so powerful. And and I'll share with the listeners, and I shared with you that whatever is about to happen here is so, is so divine because um, we were going to have this conversation a few weeks ago. And with the holidays, it was just like it needed to be postponed. But every time I tuned into this conversation or did planning for it, in, and even down to right now, like I get massive chills in my body. There's just so much of the sacred... In, in whatever Danielle wants to say today. <laughs> well, thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we met this year in an opportunity where we were able to share a voice and share a message on the TEDx stage. So, yeah. yeah. So, so we, I love that we met in that arena of sharing voices and messages. Yeah. 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 So today, what we had talked about sharing or speaking on is the hearing the sacred in silence and going in for the answers. And, you know, I want to invite us to just begin a conversation on that and really allow this conversation to go wherever it wants to go. And we'll just, we'll follow it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to start by, you know, start with an introduction or start with just like whatever's on your heart? Yeah. Um, I'll start with um, just sharing a little bit about me. Um, I'm 50 years old. I'll be 51 in March. March what? Uh, March 23rd. Okay. I'm an Aries. March, March 10th. Yeah. Okay. You're, of course, you're an Aries. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Pisces Aries cut. I'm a Pisces Aries cut. With okay. a Libra, a Libra rising, and a Gemini moon. Okay. Uh, and born the year of the rooster in the Chinese New Year. Okay. Um, I have always been into health and fitness since I was a small person. Uh, and that's taken me from uh, doing running track and playing soccer at a young age and then graduating to bodybuilding and weightlifting to yoga, which I started when I was 29 became a certified yoga instructor in 2006 and now I have um, I have a different message um, I have a strong message coming from my cumulative experience of really living in the body mm-hmm. um, and I guess you know and that's where all my wisdom comes from I've felt I've discovered so many things about myself in the last two months and it feels really good, really liberating. And I really, and I'm sure that the message I'm going to share today, a lot of women need to hear a lot of people need to hear, but women specifically, because this is our time to shine. Yeah. Say more about that. How do you know? What are you feeling? Um, You'll have to forgive me if I pause for tears because um, Mm. we're going, okay, so in terms of leaving the deck, the, um, not, not even the decade, but the century, the last century um, was about the Piscean age, which was an age of honestly, about victim, victimization, victimhood. And we are moving into, quite literally, the age of Aquarius, which will be upon us at the end of this year. So this year is going to be really have a lot of transformation, a lot of significant changes in terms of politics, policies, the way people think, the way we want to engage in our lives, and we're going to be led by women now for the next seven years, six or seven years, when we've been led by men for the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity of transformation being combined with um, divine feminine energy 
is going to be very powerful. And it's a time for women to embrace their power, um, embrace the power, the innate, the innate power that we were born with. But because of living, um, in a patriarchal, um, society, we've lost sight of and lost touch with. Right. Right. We've seen, we've been raised to see ourselves as less than or weaker. Yeah, as weaker, as less than, as insignificant, um, and it shows up in a lot of different ways. You know, media coverage is how women are portrayed, um, fashion magazines, articles, just, just everything. I mean, the makeup industry and just, there's a constant message of we're not good enough as we are when we wake up. You know what I mean? Like right out of bed, we should be okay. And I always start with the idea that we give birth. We not only give birth to actual people, we give birth to ideas and to creativity. And I think those are amazing things that make the world go round. Um, Creativity, when your creativity dies, you die. Yeah. Um, And we need to, not we need to, but it would be really helpful for us to try and tap in more to that creative energy. And women will lead that charge. That will not be a charge led by men. Right. Can't be. Yeah. So I am loving your message right now. And I I feel (laughs) like um, speaking, it's almost like, I'm, I feel like speaking as little as possible on this podcast. Like it's all coming through you right now. Like, I just feel it coming like, through you okay. right now. <laughs> and so uh, it's so interesting what's happening because usually in these interviews, it's more, it's like a conversation and I share stories and that's not what I'm getting right now. Danielle. I'm getting this, like, let this like woman talk. <laughs> exactly. Like give, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just let Daniel talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. so mm-hmm. Do you want a question or you just want to go for it? No. Um, so, so what I want to say is from where I'm standing right now is drastically different from where I, that's from how I stood on that stage at TEDx, oh. which was uh, four months ago, I guess. So it's October, November, December, January. So almost five months. Yeah. I'm a completely different person. Interesting. Um, I'm a definitely a different person than I was a year ago. And, you know, I do, I work in equity, which is about dismantling racism. And so there have been thoughts about that that have come into play for me. And what, how, how, how racism and, for lack of a better term, white supremacy has dictated how we show up for one another Mm -hmm. and the patriarch is all built around capitalism Mm -hmm. and capitalism dictates um, that we live based on gains on like money how much we have this what kind of job we have, you know, how many, what kind of car do we have, this, all these things that are external. 
Yeah. And to, so if we really are going to go against capitalism, we have to go against white supremacy. We have to go against what patriarchy has taught us for so long. And that brings me to rest, relaxation, repeat. Mm-hmm. As being the cornerstone for how women thrive in their world. But we are busy with, we are busy trying to answer the narrative of we're not good enough mm-hmm. by spending all our time proving that we are good enough. Right, and playing in that game of capitalism and making making it work and hustling, yes. Exactly. And that's not working. I mean, as women, you know, some of us are mothers of children. Some of us us are mothers of businesses, mothers of ideas, mothers of movements. And I feel like that really is enough. But we always are like, let me be on this committee. Let me be part of this group. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do that. And then we're also saying that we're good enough. But do we really believe that we're good enough if we're showing up in ways that show that we don't feel that we're good enough because we're doing so much? There are only 24 hours in a day. Right. And if you're working for eight hours and hopefully you're getting eight hours of sleep, there are only eight hours left in that day. And if you have a family, you need to, you know, leave time for your family where you coexist with your family, whatever that family unit is to, to increase your, um, to increase the community, to increase how you're communicating, to increase how you understand each other, to increase how you're affecting one another and how you want to improve on those relationships. But if we don't pause, if we don't allow time for that to happen, it's not going to happen organically. You have to not only set the intention, but you have to back up the intention by making time on your schedule, the way that you would make time for lunch or a haircut or anything else. Right, like non-negotiable. So I hear you saying the sacred pause by the women leads to the increase in community, starting with family, starting with self and family. That's profound. Oh, I'm bad self. I'm like, That's oh, profound. Well, it's so huge. And I want to say that, okay, so we are recording this perfectly, perfect timing on the new moon in Aquarius. And exactly. Exactly. And it won't come out for a few weeks because I'm recording ahead of time. But as we speak this, I have been writing about, uh, posting about all week, this, this hard, like this line in the sand that has happened inside of me within the past two weeks where I'm like, I'm not going to hustle anymore. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to hustle anymore. And then I'm having other conversations with other women. And I'm like, how are we going to do this together? Because we all, we cannot continue to hustle and deplete and hustle and deplete because we know how to build community. Like we know how to do it. And we're, we're going to do that together. Exactly. And you're not the only one. I've talked to you. So I, I, I came back from vacation on 
the 9th, so this is about two weeks later that we're recording this, mm-hmm. and in the last two weeks, I've talked to at least five to ten women that say the same thing, that, like, they feel like they have to draw the line in the sand and decide what they are going to bring into their lives and what they're not going to allow in their lives anymore. Yes. And right, so what are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. So what are we going to do? Right, so part of that process is, I mean... You know, it's interesting, we're talking about the patriarchy, but I want to bring the example to the forefront that Prince Harry, come on, let's give it <laughs> up for Prince Harry. Yes. He was like, this is my woman. She's going to sustain my life and my child. I'm going to make the decisions that are going to be the best for all of us. Yeah. Amazing. And so let's follow that lead. Yeah. Let's look at behaviors that are going to nurture us, feed our family, feed the ones that we care about, feed the ones that love us, that have supported us. And let's see what that world looks like. Right. That might be a little bit more exciting than what the world looks like when we don't make time for that to happen. Right. And we always, we're talking about self-care, but I like to bring it, I mean, in general, like society is like, loves the word self-care right now, but let's take it a a little step further and introduce the idea of Mm self-healing. So self-care, you may be able to say that's a manicure, that's a massage, or, you know, a good time with the girls, whatever. But when you talk about self-healing, you're really talking about being part of your healing process. That it comes from what you know your own trauma is, what you know your own pains are, and what you know brings you joy, and what you know brings you happiness. So in order to self-heal, we have to incor- we have to bring about things that we know are going to heal us. So we can get in our head about that. Like we can get in our head and be like, what do I need to heal? What's the next thing I need to heal? But but I have a feeling you have a different approach. Right, exactly. Because if you okay, so let's start at the baseline that everybody has trauma. No matter who you are, white, black, young, old, whatever, you either have trauma from your upbringing, your relationship with your parents, your siblings, maybe something tragic happened to you when you were younger or when you were a teenager or whatever. So, and for people that live in black bodies, like we're talking about intergenerational trauma and it applies to white people as well, but it's really prominent Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. really see it in black and brown communities. Right. Based There's on been a vigilance our, forever. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like the right, hypervigilance no. has been passed down. Yeah. Exactly. So, so just start with the fact that you know you're traumatized. You don't even have to know what it's from. You don't even have to have the memory or whatever. But if you work on your healing... You're just working on healing. You're working on feeling better. 
you're working on doing better things for yourself. You're working on you're doing you're eating better. You're providing exercise. You're drinking more. Whatever you're doing to heal yourself is going to eventually either bring you to a pinnacle moment where you remember what you're traumatized for, and then you can work on that. Or it's going to bring you to a place of just like you feel so damn good and you've done so much healing that you just want to keep working on the healing. Who cares what the trauma came from? Let's just keep mm-hmm. healing because it's good. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about introspection, I'm really trying to introduce the space where self-healing can occur. Mm-hmm. Because if we're busy bustling and running around and trying to do this and trying to meet with that person and do this and start this project, and where are we, where are we making time for our own healing? Right. How is it going to happen? Giving, when I hear you talk about pausing and introspection, I'm thinking of the, well, and trauma. When I hear you talk about those things, I'm thinking you have to give your, your body and the mind and the brain time to come out of that hypervigilant trauma response and for the nervous system to settle. And we don't yeah. get that by going to get a manicure. Like that's not self-care. So self-care is really nurturing to the point where the nervous system is actually settling and almost resetting. What do you say? Yeah, exactly. So, so when you get into a space of introspection that's where you're honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Like nobody's around, you know, the husband, you know, has the children taking them out. He's like, you know, the next two hours for you in the house. That's when you can have time to cry about whatever, be frustrated about whatever, break plates or punch pillows or whatever you need to do. That's your own time to feel whatever you're feeling, unadulterated, unwitnessed by others, and without judgment. Right. And so what I like to encourage people to do is find the alone time. So I'm introducing a model um, of stackable wellness, right? Mm -hmm. And so... That comes from, okay, nature's great. So I'm going to take, I'm going to go out and be in nature. But you're just not going to go out and be in nature. You're going to take a walk in nature, mm-hmm. which means that you're, you're feeding yourself physically because you're taking a walk. But you're also doing it in nature and not the Asheville Mall or, you know, someplace yeah. downtown. You're actually giving yourself space. Right. You call that stackable wellness. I love yeah. that. Right. Yes. So you've you've not only decided to do something physical, you're doing something spiritual and mental by being in nature or without other people around. Right? Right. And utilizing so, that time, like optimizing that time that you are taking. Exactly. Right. So take it a step further. Let me listen to some really calming music designed to heal the chakras or heal the nervous system. So not only are you walking, you're walking in nature, you're walking in nature and you're listening to healing music. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to be a pretty bomb ass 30 or 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then if you incorporate like making sure you have like a great smoothie or several glasses of water or having a really healthy breakfast or whatever that is, that's another level of wellness. And then if you go home and then you take all that energy and you write down and you journal, mm-hmm. that's even more wellness that you've done for yourself this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and- then now you're, so now you're well prepared to go out into the world and give the love or service or patience that you need to because you've already taken care of yourself and your own. Yes. Right. Oh my gosh. This concept of like stackable wellness, it it gives me chills, more chills. And I want to, I want to put something else in here too, that like, and we've implied it, but I want to say it explicitly that you can do, you could do that lineup, that beautiful day that you just described you can do that and be stressed out and still panicking about all you're not doing. Like your nervous system can be looking at that as a to-do list. I'm not enough yet. I got to hustle even through my self-care and, or you have a choice to shift into the self-love, the curiosity, the introspection, the self-gentleness as you're doing that. And it's actually going to count so much more. Hey, it's Sarah. I hope you're enjoying this interview and we'll get back to it in just one minute. I really believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth changes and even saves her life. That's why I've built a practice to help women own their truths and you can find it at sarahpoet.com. There are trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, and a new e-course for only $99 in shifting from silence into owning and embodying your sacred truth. I'm also available for one-on-one, for consults, for hour-long sessions, or for longer-term coaching. If I can be of help to you in your journey back to your sacred self, I'm honored. Reach out anytime, sarahpoet.com. Right. Um, totally. So, um, I don't know if you mentioned books or whatever, but like Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Yeah. It's only 130 pages. It's so amazing because she, she, she walks you through her journey of like her being busy and doing this and doing that. And like when she made the shift to live a wholehearted life, Meaning, every part of your life gets love. Every part of your life gets you. Every part of your life should be to nurture your life. Because if you don't nurture your life, who's going to nurture your life for you? Yeah. That's your responsibility. And so, the thing I like that she talks about in um, The Gifts of uh, Imperfection, she gives you like a view of like, you're either going to do this because you love yourself or the alternative. If you don't do this, you're not loving yourself. And that's more real than being like, I have to do self care. It's like, no, I have to show myself that I love myself. Yeah. Which it's is great big. that my husband loves me or that my kids love me, but do I love me? Right. Do I make time to make love on myself? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And putting that 
first or like first. damn near the top of that list. Okay. So let's, let's, what, okay. So if that's not the top of your list, what should be at the top of your list? And I, it's not a rhetorical question. Like, tell me, right. what, what right. would supersede you loving yourself? Yeah, nothing. I mean, so the relationship with like the sacred, like my sacred self, and knowing that, I I would put there at the top of the list with that. Yes, one and the same. But that's all coming back to feed you, also. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, you know, and it's so funny because I've had conversation with people and they talk about this and I'm like, you're, you're not getting it. You're just you're like, you have to slow down. Yes. You have to slow down. The, the emphasis in, in our society is to go faster. Like that's why we have, um, we have hacks. I mean, Tim Ferriss, he loves it. Like for our work week, Four hours this, four hours this, you know, how do I shorten, how do I do, you know, but it should be about how am I gaining more time for myself? How can I earn this same amount of living or maybe less and, you know, maybe do less things, maybe eat out less and how do I create more time for myself? Not how do I create more time to be part of another committee or another meeting group? How do I make more time for myself? Yeah. So meditation is part of that, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes, because the thing I like to tell people about it, I can't meditate. Okay, you can't meditate. So look at this. You look at social media. Mm-hmm. You may or may not watch the news. You have a job where you listen to the opinions and conversations of others and what stresses them out in their lives. Okay. so. Meditation is a way to to hear what where you are and the messages that are just for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take that time, that's where anxiety comes from. Right. The build up of responsibilities to other people, mm-hmm. deadlines, commitments. I have to do this. I have to do that. We're, we're stuck in have-tos instead of need-tos. Right. What do I need to survive? What do I need to feel better? What does my relationship need for it to blossom? It needs nurturing. Okay, so nurturing just doesn't mean we do date night. It means date night might be, you know, having a bath together and talking about, like, how we need to communicate more or whatever. But it's about what feeds you. We really need to get away from things that are making us exhausted and feeling overwhelmed and feeling anxious because then we can't get any sleep. And when you can't get any sleep, you show up horribly. I mean, you know what your day looks like when you've had eight hours of sleep as opposed to having four hours of sleep. Yeah. Well, it's like, as I listen to you, I'm thinking, you know, there's this way of being a woman. This is what we started this conversation with where we're always trying to catch up. We're always trying to like, we're running after something because we're not enough yet. Right. And that's like old paradigm. And what I'm hearing and, and, and the bold statement that I'm willing to make, but I think you and I are both bold <laughs> so we can go there is like women who lead 
and lead their lives and will lead this world put themselves first. End of story. Like, period, non-negotiable. We... Nobody's happy till mama's happy. Yeah. Reclaim it. Yeah. Reclaiming it and putting yourself there because, like, I mean, Prince Harry, that's a great example of, like, a man saying, I'm going to put her there. I, given my power... I'm going to like, or my position of power, I'm going to make this choice. Like, hell yes. Like, thank you. And I would say women, we need to make that decision. Like we need to place ourselves there at the top of our list. Exactly. And I mean, the other thing is that we're going to have different things show up in our lives when we do that. Yes. Exactly. The the hustle is not the hustle will not result in what we ultimately want, but this new way of being will result in what we ultimately want. Exactly. Pause, take time, meditate, whatever. You know, and if your friends are like, you've been spending a lot of time alone lately, but like, yes, and look how happy I am. Yeah. Look at that. I'm glowing. You know, um, there's a lot to be said for, for alone time. And alone time means alone time without screens, without having to worry about anything else. Yeah. You know, like dinners being made in the crock pot so you don't have to check on it. The kids are at school. They're not going to be home for two or three hours so you don't have to worry about picking them up. Carve out time for yourself when, you know, you can do a couple of things. I mentioned the crock pot. That's a lifesaver for a lot of women. Mm -hmm. Learn how to cook your meals in a crock pot. So when you get home, dinner's already made. You can set the table, be leisurely, and actually have time for a conversation with your family and what happened during their day. I heard a statistic that, the average person has about 40 minutes available for family time. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, we need to reclaim some of that. A lot of that. So, so I took a couple notes. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to pause and, and let you just listen to what, what's arising. So what So I did some Google research for a couple of things we were talking about, and I found a really interesting article in Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine. That's a money magazine. That's not about manicures and pedicures and anything. It's about about making money. Yeah. And there's an article, Seven Science-Backed Reasons Why You Should Spend More Time Alone. Uh, And one of the first things it says is the busier you are, the more alone time that you need. Mm -hmm. So if you're a really busy person, you should take an hour and a half lunch. Not an hour lunch, but an hour and a half lunch. You know, if your day's already going to be busy, it's like, why... I mean, because then when you eat fast, because usually you're going to probably have a meeting at lunch because that's how 
that's how people are that are, you know, hyper about getting things done. So let's have a meeting over lunch, mm-hmm. which means that your gastrointestinal process is off kilter, mm-hmm. leads to gas or indigestion, which leads to having to take a Tums or having an upset stomach for the rest of the day. Yeah. Just because you ate too fast and tried to have a meeting and talk and let all this oxygen in while you're, while you're eating. Mm-hmm. Lived that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what would a half, half an hour means so much more of an investment for you. So it doesn't dovetail, you know, paying attention to everything that you do, make everything a meditative process as much as you can, whether it's cutting vegetables making your kids lunch, you know, maybe park your car at the other end of the parking lot when you go shopping so you have a little walk time, mm-hmm. get a little exercise. You know, um, I had a friend explain to me, she was like, well, I need to do this before I go to sleep because I have anxiety. And I'm like, oh, 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 slow down. So why don't we look at ways that we can alleviate your anxiety Instead of you just having that go-to because you have anxiety and you can't go to sleep. Right. Yeah. And the more positive, the more breaks, the less anxiety and the more you can get done. Yes. Let me tell you, the more rest that you have, the more you will get done. The more that you give your time to process those genius ideas, the better they will be. They will have room to blossom. They will have room to grow. Right. Getting back to creativity, that doesn't happen unless we have these pauses, unless we can really hear ourselves. Yeah. You're dead on about that. Exactly. Um, You know, and so getting back to women remembering, give yourself time to wander so you can be more creative. Mm. Yes. When you spend time alone, that increases your ability to be empathetic with other people. Mm-hmm. When you spend time alone, you build mental strength. Mental strength. Absolutely. Relationships are important, and studies have proven that one's ability to tolerate being alone and having alone time has been linked to increased happiness, better life satisfaction, and less depression. Absolutely, which is like improved relationships, you know? Like you're showing up all over your life. Exactly. More present, more of you. Yeah. And I think some people would argue, well, you know, um... I'm alone, that's why I'm depressed. It's like, no, there's alone and there's lonely. Mm-hmm. Alone is when you are literally by yourself. And when you're lonely, it's because you're sad that you're by yourself. Like, that means something because you're alone. Like, that means that you're less than because you don't have a boyfriend, because you don't have a girlfriend, because you don't have a partner, because you don't have someone attached to your hip all the time. And so when we fall into that understanding, that makes us start to spin out about not being married, needing to have a partner. So then that makes you spin out about like, 
how do I get a partner? So then that makes you join Match or Tinder or whatever looking for a partner. But what you really need to do or what we really want is we want a partner. We want to attract a partner. Exactly, from our wholeness. Right. Yeah. Another thing that I've heard you um, speak to and, and I'd love for you to share with the listeners is, so if we're, if we're talking about taking time for ourselves, a lot of people, I would imagine a lot of women, especially with families, mothers would say, well, that's, that's selfish or self-centered. And, but you differentiate between the two. Is that right? Yeah. So thank you for asking that. Cause that's an awesome opening. Um, So being selfish is more like I would prefer the equation to be not sharing. That's selfish, not sharing. Mm -hmm. But being self-centered should be equated to being self-aware. Not a negative thing. Right. So if you're not self-centered, right? Yeah. It's at the center of yourself. Yeah. What are you building your life around if you're not building your life around your needs, your happiness? And that doesn't mean you, it doesn't mean that you're callous or you're mean to people. It just means that I know that if I get to take a walk in nature and take care of myself, that that's going to that's going to make my relationship with you so much better. That means I can be so much more present for you because I'm not freaking out about what I need to do for myself. I've already done that. Right. Right. Yes. So anyone listening, I have this energetic concentric circles activity um, where like you literally put yourself in a circle and you draw that and you are the only thing in your center circle. And then you draw the boundaries out from that. And if anyone wants that, you can email me at Sarah at sarahpoet.com and I'll send you the document. Um, but yeah, it's really great to see like who gets access to us and are, are we willing to serve, um, you know, way far outside of our circle without serving ourselves first. That's where we get into trouble. And so putting yourself right. first as a priority, as a, um, as a matter of, of living, because it's not negotiable. It's, really. it's so important. Like, I don't even know how I can tell how. So, so I get a lot of channeled information. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand how, how connected I am to nature and the elements and the co-creative science that's available with nature. Yeah. Um, But I've been getting a lot of information like you have to explain to people why they have to slow down. Mm. You have to explain to people the significance of slowing down or you have to encourage people to take time for themselves. Mm. And a lot has changed in my life because I've taken that on like I I know like you know 
I'm about wellness and things like that, but I've literally stepped it up several notches in this last six months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't want to work for a nine to five, which is why I went out on my own to do yoga instructing and wellness coaching, you know, and now I have a whole new system of coaching people and wellness. And Will you, I, I, Want to encourage you to share that here? Yeah. What What are you doing? So, I'm starting to take on wellness coaching clients. I don't want to do life coaching. I want to do wellness coaching with people. You feel that? You know, yeah. um, everybody has a different circumstance, but there's always spaces where you can make time for yourself. So, what I'm doing is I'm coaching people. I'm like, okay, you have this and that and the other. Sitting with them, seeing how their life is set up, finding pockets, finding support systems that they, you know, that they haven't identified. It's not just your husband. It's not just your friends. Um, Encouraging women to lean on other women for support. So, for example, you, you have five women and you all have children. Maybe one or two doesn't. You don't have kids. So figure out between the five of you when you can make sure that each one of you gets two or three hours a week by themselves, mm-hmm. either doing the babysitting or sharing the cooking or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of women here in Asheville. Yeah. There are a lot of single mothers here in Asheville. So I know that there's an opportunity for women men to support each other in this way if they embrace a rest model instead of a hustle model. Love it. And I want to say to you, Danielle, that as you're talking and to our listeners here, that as you began speaking about your offer, I now had chills, which are like truth bumps, right? Um, through like the womb space. So this is like really divine offer for women right here. And I just really want to lift up the practicality and enthusiasm and solutions orientation to what you're speaking to. Like I can just really feel the transformation potential in your offering. So thank you so much. Yeah, I keep talking I about it. I didn't want to interrupt. I'm just like, oh, hell no, yeah. That's great. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I love, I love insights of other people. Cause then that lets me know. It's like, yeah, you're on the right track or like you're well based on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, so my wellness coaching also incorporates, um, tarot card readings, which is how, which is how I share people's story with them and allow them mm. to look at, circumstances in a way of power mm. as opposed to being a victim but this is going on oh, like, what, if look at it, what if you look at it this way because here's the thing there's so many people that communicate in the same way and that are about generalizations that you taking a step for yourself might look you know, might get a lot of judgment or whatever, but it's going to make you feel better. And the more that your friends see you feel better, they're going to be like, what have you been doing? Exactly. How did you change your story? What is your new story? And I offer that, like the tarot card brings in a new story 
for you to build your life around. And then I engage with you about what your life looks like and how we can weave it all together for some yumminess. It feels so yummy. And, and like the, rather than what happened to you and living in the story of what happened to you, like you're, you're creating forward. Ah, you're so powerful. It's like, how, how, what do I need to do to give the gift that God gave me to the rest of the world? How do I need to take care of myself so I can take care of all the human beings or the human beings that I come in contact with? Right. Um, so I think I feel, I feel complete in the message. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Thank you so much. No, I'm just, I'm sitting here going like, wow, holy shit. I want the whole world to heal this because I mean, what you're really speaking to are the essential components of a paradigm shift in women's leadership. Like, and it, and it starts in each woman and it's no yes. small thing, but the, the prioritization of self in combination with, I'm not going to be a victim anymore in combination with the sacred pause in combination with this, what did you call it? Layered healing? Uh, stackable wellness. Stackable. Oh, I love it. I mean, all of that is like such a recipe for authentic transformation. So will you please tell the listeners here where to find you? Because I know some are going to want to find you. So uh, my email address is dannywaywellness at gmail.com. And that's D-A-N-I-W-A-Y wellness at gmail.com. Um, Stackable Wellness is actually going to be a live, uh, up and running website in the next couple months. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling this year because I want to actually, I want to be with people. So I've changed my, I, I don't, I was thinking about moving, but I'm like, I just want to move around. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. just want to move around be with and, people. Be with people and be with people and be with their pets. Cause I love animals though. Um, I'm looking for for people that are looking to transform themselves, that are looking for little bits of guidance, not an overwhelming situation. I want people to feel taken care of. Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really, I mean, yes, I'll probably do some public speaking around it, but my best, my best is when I can be with people one-on-one. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, I don't know that it's like your best, but I feel like it's damn good because you would look at the situation and you would be able to, you know, diagnose like, okay, we got a time loss here. We got a self-love <laughs> like right. uh, depreciation here, you know? And, and um, yeah, I really feel the, the potency of the offering of who you are. So thank you so, so much for being here. Oh, and on Instagram, I'm at yes. Danny Way Wellness, just the same way okay. as my email is spelled. Awesome. Yeah, well, so I'm accepting clients. Great. So, yeah, like, get me, send me an email. Let's talk. Let's, let's bring women to the next phase that we need to have for a new millennium. Yes. Oh, Yes. Thank you. (laughs) 
Like the the gratitude is coming like straight from my heart right now. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. And Sarah, thank you so much. Like I can't honestly, like, thank you so much. And the day the you know, the full, the moon being in Aquarius, the new moon being in Aquarius, us having a new year, um, there's so much goodness around this day and this moment and this opportunity. So really thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'm sending you love and I'm sending you transformational energy. Uh, Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Danielle, for coming onto the podcast today and sharing with all of us this sacred wisdom that is coming through you now. I hope that you'll join Danielle and I in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group listeners to talk about this discussion and to catch our live interview that's scheduled one week from this air date. Let Danielle and I know what stands out for you, what you'd like to know more about, how you'd like to join with other women to discuss, heal, and grow. Just tell us what you need. We look forward to seeing you there and to growing in wellness together. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.